and welcome to another episode of the Christian Formation Podcast, where we exist to connect the story of God with the story of mankind. Uh, we believe that all of our lives and stories fit within this uh, this big global mosaic of God's bigger story. We all have a place to, to play and a character to play, and our desire is to help you and us um, to see all of our life in light of God and His story. My name is Gabe, and today I'm joined by Andrew Rutten and Raven Daniel. And today we're, we're talking about something a little interesting uh, called virtue signaling. So stick around. Hello, virtue signaling. Uh, that's our topic today. And it's, um, it's an interesting one. I don't know if you guys have uh, picked up on this, this phrase. You might have heard it uh, in pop culture or on social media called virtue signaling. And I think it has a few uh, different definitions. And so for this podcast, we're going to kind of look at what it is, what it isn't, what it could be, what it couldn't be, um, and hold it up against scripture and try to figure out what this means for us as Christians in a world that, uh, is calling out virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. How do we live virtuously? Um, like we believe scripture calls us to. And so, um, in light of that, I thought it'd be really fun to read, uh, the urban dictionary definition, because obviously that's where all uh, worthwhile definitions come from. And according to Urban Dictionary, virtue signaling means this. Uh, it means to take a conspicuous but essentially useless action to support a good cause, but actually to show off how much more moral you are than everybody else. <laughs> so that's the urban dictionary definition. Does anyone have any questions on that? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, the example they give is, is even more hilarious. It says, uh, Fred, this Fred, character Fred, he says, I see George has changed his profile picture to show his support for refugees. And then Barbara responds, has he donated money or time? Is he giving English lessons? Is he making room available? And Fred responds, no, no, no. He's just virtue signaling. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of the definition um, that uh, I think is, yeah, that's kind of what Urban Dictionary would tell us, which Mm -hmm. is, I think, a good read on somewhat. I think when my friends say virtue signaling, that's kind of what they have in mind. Mm. But what have you guys, what's your experience with this term, with this word? With virtue or signaling. Yeah, I think the, the first thing that comes to mind is that. The, and especially in that definition, it talks about a useless action. So like it, like ultimately, to me, I've thought it's it's a somewhat of a sense of like hypocrisy of, of kind of saying one thing but really not doing it or caring that much to like have action about it. Um, however, in looking at this and prep for this, I do understand a little bit more of the other side. So people that would be more positive on virtue signaling, I think would kind of equate this to some level of like raising awareness about something. So I think that's mm-hmm. the that's the other side of it. So if you're people, if it seems like, well, obviously this is wrong, which is kind of what I thought coming into this, the positive side is that people would say, no, virtue signaling can be okay because it's essentially raising awareness about an issue or a topic or, or something that people need to know about or potentially believe in mm-hmm. like you do. So, yeah. so those are kind of the two sides, right? So we have the, some people would say this is useless action because you're just stating something, but you're not actually like serving refugees. You're just saying like, you know, refugees matter. But the other side is saying, no, even saying that is raising awareness about an issue. Mm-hmm. And that's a positive thing. Yeah. 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 I think one of the articles um, from the Adam Smith Institute equates signaling with credibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Adam Smith fairly conservative, like, uh, 
outlook on the world. Um, but they say, yeah, what you said, like signaling equals credibility. And so like, in a sense, um, if you're doing something virtuous, it's credible because you're saying it essentially. Hmm. Yeah. And the article was also interesting too, because he talks about how we shouldn't be calling it virtual virtue. Wow. I keep saying virtual. It's virtual. not real. It's just virtual. It can happen virtually. <laughs> Vir- say that three times fast. Virtue, virtuous. <laughs> virtue. Yeah. Signaling. <laughs> um, but he basically says that it shouldn't be called virtue signaling. It should be called virtue showing off because the way that he was defining it or thinking about it is more of the idea that people are advertising their moral positions for their own self-promotion. And I thought that was just interesting because he was saying, you know, signaling is credibly giving information that's difficult to prove by saying it. Mm. This should be called a virtue showing off because people are coming from the assumption that their view of the world is straightforward and it's obviously correct. But when someone's a virtue signaling, he's saying, by saying, oh, they're just virtue signaling, you're dismissing their thoughts and opinions and Mm. ideas. So I don't know. That was a different perspective for me. Is the, is the it. difference there you're saying that the virtue showing off is more of, is it um, more of like for your own gain or like for, mm. for your own perception? Is that what he's saying? Like the difference would be? Yeah. He's saying that signaling, you can signal a lot of different things, but virtue showing off is doing it for your own gain, which is what we would call virtue signaling. So he's saying though virtue signaling isn't that. He's mm-hmm. saying virtue signaling is just highlighting virtuous things. Exactly. With no maybe personal gain or even is it necessarily trying to like persuade people or is it just like here's a virtuous thing. But what he's saying what we're most often doing is like virtue showing off, which exactly. is I'm better because I know these things or believe these things, mm-hmm. right? That's the difference. Yep, okay. totally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that is, yeah. And so it can be kind of confusing um, to know. And if you guys have any thoughts on virtue signaling, please uh, put something in the comments or an email. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think there is a sense in which uh, maybe they're talking about the same thing, which I think the Bible actually talks about a lot, um, especially in Matthew, which is a book uh, historically about Jesus versus like the Pharisees or like the, it's a book written to Jews. And so they're talking a lot about um, Jewish customs and in Matthew throughout it in Matthew six, Matthew 23, um, Jesus uh, raises awareness, if you will, of Pharisees for two different reasons. He says um, in Matthew six, that beware of practicing your righteousness before other people or to be seen by them for then you will have no reward from your father who is in heaven. And so in one sense, this is like the standard definition of what, maybe what the world sees as virtue signaling, like don't practice your righteousness in front of people. But interestingly enough, Jesus also condemns them for practicing their righteousness in Matthew 23. He says the scribes and Pharisees sit on Moses's seat. And so do they observe whatever uh, they tell you, but not the works that they do. So he's saying, do what they do and practice, but don't do what they do. And he says this, it says, for they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens that are hard mm-hmm. to bear. And so in this sense, um, it's, it's kind of in the same line that uh, we shouldn't practice our righteousness in front of people. Um, and which is, is, is kind of like mind boggling to like think about because in some sense, uh, how does raising awareness fit into this scheme of practicing righteousness mm-hmm. in front of people? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, 
I don't know. I don't know how to get there. I don't know if that makes sense or if I said that right. Uh, no, yeah. Again, I wonder, in, and especially Matthew 6, like you mentioned, if the, so he's saying, you know, beware of practicing your righteousness in mm-hmm. public. Like basically just like do this in private or just like do this, don't be doing it in order that other people are going to see it, which right. to me, Raven, when you were talking about the difference and, and the idea of like the virtue showing off or like becoming or showing yourself to be more virtuous than others. That feels very like Matthew six, the, Hey, don't like, don't be doing things only in order that other people will look at you and say that you're great. Cause I think one of his mm-hmm. common critiques against the Pharisees is that they are acting in really quote unquote godly ways externally, but they're really only doing so in order that they look like kind of morally superior to other people. And they don't actually have this like heart mm. for God or what they even believe in or what they're doing. It's, they're not like praying cause they just have this deep, like intimate desire to be close to, to their God. It's so that other people will see them praying mm. a ton. And so that to me feels very much like the virtue showing off. Like we're going to do certain things in order that people will look at us mm-hmm. and think that we're great. I think then too, probably on the flip side, Matthew 23, the line that you read, so they, they preach, but do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear and lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. So he's like, so it's almost, so if we, if this like connects to what we're talking about today, it's almost as if we would have virtues or, or things that we believe should happen. And we're telling other people, Hey, you need to be doing these things, but we are unwilling to engage, which kind of gets to the urban dictionary, like um, the little like story that they gave of that person. <laughs> Cause it's like, Hey, believe in this. You should be doing this stuff. Okay. Are you going to do like anything actually practically with your hands or your body to go yeah. and like do something well, no, you should do this, but I'm not going to do it. That's kind of what that feels like to me. This like, here's the moral behavior or the virtue that you should be doing. Um, you should go do that, but yeah. I'm not actually going to go do that. Mm. And so it does, it feels interesting because one's practicing, one's not, but there is like a slight connection again, I think of like this, um, kind of a, a whole holistic or a whole self kind of engagement in virtuous living that's missing on both fronts. Yes. And I, oh, no, what's that? You go. No, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I was talking to my wife about this yesterday and there is like a missing, there's like a missing component, right? Like it's like mm-hmm. we assume that right thinking, like, and if we can get everyone to think correctly, to think rightly will naturally lead to right action. That's kind of our mm. assumption, right? In ver- in any sort of virtual platform, signing the petition or, right. you know, at least that's my, my thesis. Like it's a faulty assumption that right thinking leads to right action. Mm-hmm. Well, even that idea that virtue signaling by saying virtue signaling, it's operating under the assumption that we all have the same virtues too, or that mm. something that we're talking about and chasing in society mm is the right course of action. And in one of the articles we were reading for this, it was talking about how, you know, in the past, people used to protest and march in order to continue the enslavement of African-American people. And that would be, in a sense, what they thought was a virtue back then. And now our virtues have changed. And so I think even taking it a level deeper, it's interesting to think about how society, I would say right now, is dictating certain virtues and so then 
Mm. People are following those virtues too. I don't know if that's yes. No, everyone, no one sees himself as a bad person. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone thinks they're doing the right thing, right? Uh, So yeah, I could totally see that. So could we let make let's make that that point a little bit practical? So we have some uh, you know just different racial tensions and stuff going on right now. And one of the things is that people are posting on social media about what they believe mm-hmm. either, either is true or um, people signing a petition or something. And, and they're posting that as a form of virtuous, like awareness. Um, awareness yeah, yes. Like- Do you guys think is that different because of the day and age we live in than in the 60s when people would line up to march on something? Mm-hmm. To me, that f- that feels like, well, that's action. You're moving towards something. But in the age that we live in with social media and stuff, is it a similar concept of maybe we're not physically getting onto a street, but I am consistently posting something and joining with other people to do something. I mean, is that if, are they both virtue signaling? Are they both virtuous living or is one better than the other? I I think both could be virtue signaling. If we're defining virtue signaling as this kind of showing off, Okay, again, there can be different definitions because, Dave, when we talked earlier, I feel like you had more of a positive definition of it virtue signaling. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That's the thing. I, don't, mm-hmm. I have no idea. Okay, but if we're operating under the definition that it's this idea that people are advertising moral positions in order for their own self-promotion or it's just kind of like tokenism where they're doing these perfunctory acts and they're not actually having any action behind it or any desire to really further those opinions or take action with it. Then you, I would think that back in the 60s when people are marching, you could have someone that marches but then still treats people poorly or mm. doesn't do anything else. So I feel like whether you're on social media or whether you're marching, your heart posture behind it could be the same in both scenarios. Mm. And it could be virtue signaling in both. Just because someone's out on the street corner marching, well, that's great, but does that person actually have relationships with other people in the Black Lives Matter movement? Does their day-to-day look different? Is it diverse? You know, same thing with that person on social media. If they're posting about it, okay, but do they actually have relationships? Are they making change? Yeah, so you're saying that alone, a signaling something, you're basically saying just it it can't be fully virtuous, that there has to be some level of lifestyle action or something behind it. Kind of the, Mm -hmm. if we think... You know, we have head, we have our hearts, we have our hands, we have different aspects of our body. If you're only operating in the head where you're just saying that you should do something, there's no relational change, there's no like deep-seated belief or conviction that's moving you towards some sort of different action, you're saying that it's just signaling and that's not right. I think what I'm saying is, kind of, I think what I'm saying is it could happen in both ways that it could be that negative definition of virtue signaling. Mm -hmm. But... I also think that the positive def because after reading about this more, I'm realizing, Oh, there is a positive side. So I don't think that it has to have, I don't know, as I've thought through it, I'm like, does it actually need to have a lifestyle change too? Or is it good because it's raising awareness for other people to start reflecting on their own lifestyle? Yes. So the, the hard part to me for that last part of what you just said is the Matthew 23 passage of where he says they preach, they don't practice, they tell other people you should do this, they put burdens on other people, but they don't mm. do it themselves. Yeah. And it feels like to me if it's if it's only, and again, I do think there's some similarities. Like I know that, and I probably operated under this a little bit, the, the posting on social media, 
feels very different to me than what like marching down the streets in Alabama mm. would have felt like. That just feels different. But I do think there is something to this is the age we live in and, and there's something to like that's just mm. a way that we can actually like raise awareness like they were doing back then. Right. But there does feel like there's something more that has to be there than just like a post or telling people they should do something if literally the other aspects of your life don't reflect mm-hmm. that at all. That to me, it feels like where Matthew 23 comes in and there's some sort of miss on you, you, you must not, I mean, you must not have a deep enough conviction to live this out if it's only Mm. just raising awareness or Mm. telling people what to do, but you're unwilling to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that's largely also a feeling of with social media, you kind of have this wall up so you can say or do anything, but if you're not willing to do it in your real life, then it seems inauthentic or disingenuine. Whereas when you're marching on a street corner, that's very public. And that's something of staking your name to it saying, yeah, this is what I believe. This is what I'm walking in. Mm. Do you think that's why it's a little bit more difficult to see something on social media and go, okay, yeah, but if that person's personal life or if they're not actually actively doing something physically or moving, do you think that's why it's a little bit harder to think about social media as I think so because like yeah in the when you're with someone you assume that that's who they are right Mm -hmm. but on social media there's so much skepticism of who that person is and you know I think we have a lot of uh friends in air quotes on social media but we actually don't like know those people and Mm so maybe people I'm not saying everyone's like this but maybe people who are uh who see people post about something and say oh I haven't seen them at whatever don't actually know them. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, Hmm. you know, you have 3000 friends, no way you keep tabs on what everyone's doing. Right. So it's like, yeah. So like, but when you see someone add a thing or you see a photo of someone add a thing, it, uh, it's, it makes sense because it's, it seems like it's all of them Mm -hmm. like they're, uh, yeah. It also makes me think and wonder if, I mean, I don't know. I think about this whole entire situation with Black Lives Matter Mm -hmm. and people posting about Mm -hmm. it. And I think, man, if it didn't have so much attention, would I truly take an audit of my own life? Because Mm -hmm. when it started the first couple of weeks, I was, to be truthful, I wasn't super moved by it, right? I went, oh, okay, this is interesting. I'm probably fine. Well, as months went by and violence escalated. People started talking about it more and more and my, more of my friends started posting about it. I didn't necessarily read their posts, but I took a step back and said, okay, what does my own life look like? What do my relationships look like? Mm. And is this something that I need to be thinking about more often? So that's where I think virtue signaling could be positive in that even if those people aren't changing their lives day to day, it did help me take a step back and go, wait a second, how is my own life reflecting mm. this positively or negatively? Yeah. Which I think, I mean, that is at the heart of like a raising awareness philosophy is that's why you do it. Cause mm-hmm. you just keep it in people's like in front of people's minds mm. or their eyes enough to where it does like start to sink in. Cause anything you see like once or twice, if it's new, you probably don't think much, that much about it or whatever. But if you're consistently seeing it. So mm. I do think that is probably the argument that um, people would make on the positive side of this. That it is, that's, that's what raising awareness does. Is mm-hmm. it, it forces people to have to engage with it. But then as Christians, should we all be doing that? Is that something where if there's a really big, large scale issue, we should be speaking into that? Or is it something where 
we can stay silent because I had some people reach out to me and say, Hey, you should have said something. You should have said more. You should have said X, Y, and Z. Bro, that is a good question. Cause on the one hand, it makes sense, right? If you want to change the world, you get a movement in power and you get a lot of people saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. But then you look at Christianity and it's a very small group of people in right. exile. And so I'm like, we're trying to weigh these things like a big movement, small people in exile. Is that compatible? Right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, speaking from a religious, like Christian Jesus Bible lens, uh, will there ever be enough people to like just overwhelm the world to become Christian? That's what we used to mm. think. And it didn't happen. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> that's what, I mean, that's yeah. why we had colonization. That's why we had all these things that like we pushed back. <laughs> and I, I think there's something to that. And I think there's something to as Christians specifically for, for Christians. I mean, you mentioned earlier, Gabe, no, nobody thinks they're, nobody thinks they're that bad. And most people think they're virtuous. And if we're only trying to shift people from maybe slightly virtuous here to being virtuous here, I think we're kind of missing the point of what the gospel does, which is mm. like whole life transformation yes. of sinners to like new life in Jesus. And so I don't necessarily think the raising awareness is bad for Christians to do on issues that God would have us live into. So I think that that's not bad, but I do think if, if that would be our, like, you know, the church just beats the table on, we've got to be raising awareness about these issues. I think we're missing a little bit of the point one of the, like the movement thing, like, you know, mm. Jesus talks about the kingdoms like a mustard seed, like it starts small and it mm. will eventually grow, but oftentimes it's going to look little and like outcasts and like people that aren't like the primary trending things on social media. And that's, that's fine. That's how Jesus works in his church. The other thing I would be cautious of is just pushing people toward different issues and missing the heart of I mean, because any of these passages, one of the things that Jesus really gets at is like, he, he wants your heart and your wholeness and your whole mm-hmm. self. And so I don't think posting about issues is necessarily wrong at all, but I don't think that should probably be our primary thing. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, and I feel like we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago too, and you had mentioned, yeah, this is great that people are talking about it, but in 10 years, if your life doesn't look any different, but you had all these 15, 16 social media posts. Like it's good that you're helping raise awareness, but at the end of the day, are we actually making true change within our community Hmm. and doing something different? Yeah. And I think that stuck with me because I have a lot of friends that are really hurt by people who haven't said anything that are their friends. So friends who are minorities that have been upset over others who just haven't said anything or who have said something, but basically diminish the issue because they go, we still matter. We still have like all of these things. And the biggest thing for them though, too, is okay, but how are people actually living it out? There needs to be some sort of action as Mm. well. But for them, action could be social media. It could be in person. So I don't know. I see all sides of the coin. Hmm. Yeah, it's hard because I think I naturally, well, I have a kind of a negative view towards social media. <laughs> so this is also, I should just air that. Like I, yeah. so I struggle with that a little bit because I think what we said earlier is it, it, just so true that there is such a, 
not necessarily like a, a fakeness to it, but there is just, there's a filter to it. Like you, you do, you filter what you say and do on there. It's, you, you have all these like connections with people or friends with people, but you don't actually like know people. There's something to mm-hmm. like real relationship and real life mm-hmm. embodied like things and people that I think is, is valuable. So there's just a little bit to the social media thing that does feel like you can hide behind that mm-hmm. or you can always hide. I mean, anything through a screen is the level of like hiding behind something. Cause it's not face to face like interactions. But so I do wonder with the, I, so I've heard that the like, well, if you're not saying anything that is like hurtful, but is it, is it okay if you're not posting on social media about whatever the issue is, it doesn't have to just be the race thing, but any issue that's going on. But if you're actually, if your life is actually living out that virtue, but you're not raising awareness about it, that's via like mass communication. Yeah. Maybe you're raising awareness in your neighborhood because with 10 people on your block, you're talking about this, you're having relationships mm-hmm. with it or with the racing. If, if you like are building relationships with three people from different cultures or different skin colors or whatever, and, and you're doing that, but you're not raising mass awareness. Is that still bad? Like, should you be doing both? Like, like do you have <laughs> to be raising awareness for something or can you just live out the virtue? Yeah. I think that's a question. People have such interesting expectations. So if I think about my own personal social media, when everything was going on and it was in its highest peak, I feel like we had tons of violence. And, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant your social media. No, no, it's not that great. It's not that great. <laughs> but um, no, but just with the violence in Omaha, I almost kind of checked out for a little bit and didn't want to talk about it, didn't want to think about it just because I had personal things that were awry. And so then it felt like the whole world was just crumbling. But then after I was starting to have conversations with my roommates and with other people around me, and I felt like I grew so much because I wasn't just reposting things on social media, but I was actually having those hard conversations with people that have mm. different views than I do. Yeah. And we were able to stretch each other and also walk away with a completely new perspective. And I felt like that was way more helpful for myself and probably for the other person than posting something on social media that I didn't truly know how I felt or how I wanted to express it. But it's like, okay, but once you have that awareness, once you have the words then what's your responsibility in posting about it? Because I had two or three people actually message me privately and say, you should be saying something. You have a primarily white audience. Why aren't you saying anything? And so it is interesting because some people feel like you should speak. And then at the same time, I didn't feel comfortable because I was thinking, man, I don't even know how I am thinking about it. I don't know how I want to lead others in this either. Mm. No. So it begs the question of, is it bad if you're not saying anything? I don't know. Does it depend on your influence? Does it depend on the people that are in your circle? Or should you just automatically say something when it comes to social media? Hmm. I mean, Andrew, you're not super active on social media, but you are a pastor in our church. And so whatever you say, people will listen and they will wonder what you think about it. And so when you posted on behalf of our church, a video of how we should love others in this time, that was super helpful for a lot of people. But do you need to have a private Twitter account or a public Twitter account, I guess, and be tweeting about it all the time? I don't think so. I think you're still communicating with your church, but I don't think it is in isolation with just one type of social media. Yeah, it is a very complex issue, maybe too complex for one podcast. (laughs) Uh, But 
Um, I do think the good news of the gospel is that um, I think uh, at the core of this is there's like a, a misalignment of like who we are, right? Like we, mm. um, it feels like we're segmented or not whole, but um, I'm reminded of the the good news that in Christ we, we get um, to be like complete, we get a wholeness. And so Christ wants to bring all of these things into alignment, which is really good that that work um, is being done like in us, you know, it's not just, uh, something to go and to strive for, but God's actually bringing uh, virtuous living and virtuous like proclamation together mm. to be united. And so, yeah, I am really excited that he's doing that. And then secondly, I do think of this one. Um, yeah, I, I was reading this book and it was about um, theology in Latin America and Justo Gonzalez is the author. And he, um, he's had this quote and I'm going to try to pull it from the top of my head, but essentially what he was saying is that most, the most meaningful work in the world, uh, you probably don't know about Mm, (laughs) the most meaningful work in the world, uh, isn't going to be like necessarily publicized. Like Mm. it, it happens in the small things It happens in our neighborhoods and in our relationships. And, um, so I do think while there is a, a call to sort of the, what I would, what I think social media is, uh, is like this public forum. It's like a public debate forum, you know, where people come to discuss ideas. Mm-hmm. I think that's what social media is, but the, the meaningful work that people talk about on social media, I think happens in the quiet places, mm-hmm. you know, it happens in your home. It happens at your table. It happens in your neighborhood. Um, and so, yeah, that's where mm-hmm. I'm at right now. Thankful for Jesus. Um, and praying that, yeah, some meaningful work um, would be paired with powerful, you know, proclamation of what is true. Because I think it is good to talk about what's true. Um, but obviously, truth without uh, deeds is is no bueno. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think that summed it up well. Or yeah, just- I was. I mean, I think that's a good. I mean, even as you read through the Gospels, we've kind of highlighted some of these. I just wonder, would we critique Jesus even for the way he did his movement? (laughs) He had a bunch of crowds and then he said things that he knew they wouldn't like and he got a lot of them away. Like he he had mass crowds that he could have said things to move them in the right direction, but he focused on kind of the wholeness of Mm. people. And if you weren't wholly in, then Mm -hmm. he was okay with that. And he started with, you know, these 12 followers and his, you know, 500 people, but he probably had thousands at different points. And he didn't just like fawn over the five thousands or the yes. ten thousands that would come. He knew like there's a depth. And and again, the the mustard seed illustration. He started with something so small that he is building this like mm-hmm. glorious church and kingdom through. And so I think yeah, I don't think we should be. I don't think maybe there's a, a blanket statement like raising awareness for an issue is bad. I don't think we should say that. But I also don't think we should um, maybe view numerical. Um, communication uh, as the best thing possibly. Cause I think those small things yes. can lead to long-term change and growth. And obviously we want people not to just signal things. We want people to be living in virtuous ways. And that's yes. the kingdom. The way the kingdom yes. isn't just only proclamation. It's proclamation that leads us to a lifestyle of something different. And yeah. for us, we've got to, we got to see people as whole and not just, because people don't people if if I tell you something right now like that's not just going to convince you like there's information out there <laughs> yes. there's information and we all disagree about it exactly. so that, that obviously doesn't work fully 
So I think there's got to be something on top of the signaling um, Mm -hmm. that can actually persuade people's desires and hearts, which will move not only their head, but also their hands. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. 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 And I mean, even if you think about people, I mean, the big movement right now, especially with people in Generation Z, right? Uh, Born like 1996 and after it's this, or well, I so actually me, don't me know when Andrew why we're in that group. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Young. <laughs> cool. Young and hip. I invented the term virtue signaling. It's oh my <laughs> word. Um, but there's this movement and desire to be authentic, honest, real, and people are more likely to engage and invest mm. in what is helpful, what is true, what is honest. And yeah. even with social media, people want to see that people are actively making changes. And so as Christians, remembering that we do have a responsibility of what we say should also be the way we live. Mm. It shouldn't be two-sided or our life online shouldn't look different than our life in real life. IRL. What? Did in, you say in real, I In real life. IRL. I thought you were a Gen Z, <laughs> I think dude. that's a Gen Y thing. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, wait, not Gen Y. <laughs> You're millennial. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah, I, I've been outed. <laughs> no, that's really helpful, Raven. Um, yeah. Can I, can I pray for that? Um, yeah, because I do think that is a value that the gospel brings up to have an authentic life. You know, mm-hmm. we don't believe that the gospel God gave us was cheaper, fake or disingenuous, but he actually wants to do the things he says. Yeah. Father, would you, um, yeah. Would you remind us of your good gospel that brings our whole life into alignment, our thought, our heart and our deeds together in alignment for your glorious purpose. Um, yeah, Jesus, uh, it's, um, uh, it's a confusing time. And, uh, and we, we live in a world that uh, is just consumed with their own mind. And um, yeah, we wrongfully believe that, uh, that if we get the right thoughts, then our lives will be correct. But, um, but you've shown us that that isn't how it works, God. Even if we get the right thoughts about scripture, our life won't be in alignment. Um, we need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Jesus, to come and to align uh, our misaligned self. Would you bring wholeness to our identity? Would you show us who we could be in you? In your holy name, amen. Thank you for joining us as we discussed virtue signaling or virtue showing off uh, versus virtuous living. Obviously, a lot we could talk about. Um, but the goal is really to to connect our story with God's story. And so if you have any questions or want to go um, or hear any more about how this could be helpful or played out in your life, um, please feel free to send us an email um, at formation at providenceomaha.org um, or online at providenceomaha.org. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to hear um, what your experience has been like and what your insights are. Maybe the Holy Spirit's telling you something or maybe you have some pushback against what we've said we'd love to hear that Um, obviously don't know everything and so uh, it would be great to hear from you Uh, once again so thankful that you've tuned in and I hope you have a great week filled with not only right thinking but right doing for the power of God is in you see you then